This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Okay, Pat, it's a choose-your-own-adventure. We can uh, we can start with the Timberwolves shorthanded, traveling the same day, pissing a game away somehow. Like, I don't know how they <laughs> yeah, were even up. Right. They were up by nine or whatever it was. We can start with the, the KOC Quasi press conference or three coaching legends all being out on the yeah. same day. Maybe we should uh, start with the coaches because uh, Belichick, uh, they, what time they – did that at what eight o'clock our time this morning that it broke right uh, that yep. Belichick's done we all figured he would be done unlike Nick however it doesn't I don't think he might not be done coaching he's just done coaching in New England Nick's done boy Nick took that semifinal loss hard didn't he walk it away from didn't he just redo his contract last year for about 12 million a year plus bonuses and stuff so uh, yeah. wonder I wonder what led to that uh, and then, uh, and Belichick, uh, you, you knew that was happening, but to lose those two guys on the same within 24 hours is uh, pretty astounding. And then further back down the road is Pete Carroll, uh, getting run out in Seattle. I mean, it's Pete's the only one of the, I guess Belichick and Pete both got moved out. Right. I mean, it doesn't sound like Belichick definitely wanted to leave. Did he? He wants to coach. I mean, Schefter is reporting that he, he's not done coaching. He wants to, they're doing a press conference later this morning with Kraft and Belichick. We'll see if if that goes anywhere. Oh, let's, let's, let's see how Bill, how would you like to be asking bills of a few hot take questions at this one? Bill will go out with, uh, We'll go out in style, I'm sure, with the New England media. Just try to make them all feel bad about being alive, like he usually does. So, uh, and uh, but Saban, uh, the only one of the three that surprises you really is Saban. I guess I thought the idea that Seattle hasn't reached its potential in the last two three years, though, is is kind of baffling to me too right they you know considering they got geno smith playing quarterback and the rest of it is they had to break up their whole defense because they didn't have any money anymore and because they paid it to russell wilson uh you know i i didn't think i thought they i wouldn't say they overachieved but they certainly uh, did as well as they should have done don't you think i mean did, yeah. did anybody else think seattle was good i didn't think they were going to make the playoffs so it might just be that he's they're looking around and he's like 72 yeah. years old and mm-hmm. they feel like the league is going in a different direction. Yeah, I mean, he's he is further down than the other two coaches. But if you take the USC run for 10 years, yeah. where I know it's a vacated national championship, but uh, and then he, I mean, he 
national champion, top program in college football. And then he, so he made the playoffs 10 out of 14 years in Seattle. He had 10 playoff wins in the, uh, in the Seattle run. So that's, that's a pretty good run. Plus, uh, if you were a reporter, great guy to cover. <laughs> he was, I yeah. mean, if you were, if you're a, if you're a neutral journalist, you got to cover, you had your choice between egomaniac Saban Surly egomaniac Belichick and affable Pete. It wasn't much of a uh, wasn't much of a question. And you know, remember when he went to Southern Cal, they were slipping. They were slipping, and he yes. turned them around. But I've always heard the stories about if you were a reporter and you were covering Southern Cal. He just went out and watched practice and BSed with Pete on the sidelines and the boosters, the big boosters. They'd show up and watch practice. And, Pete was last Patriots coach before Belichick, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so was Belichick he the came in. Immediate president. He only lasted what, like two, one or ninety-seven two years to there. ninety-nine. Ninety-seven, and I'm then did right he go here. to? Then did he go to the Jets? Then if, no, no, no. no he he, he had been Cal. with the Jets. He, he yeah, went to Southern went, Cal after that. Yeah, yeah. He he'd been with the Jets. That's right. Yeah. So that that yeah, I'd forgotten that. That uh, of course, uh, Pete, most famous around here for uh, Sid thinking he was going to get the job instead of Danny Green. So Danny Green's opening press conference is a confrontation between Hedrick and Sid about not hiring Pete Carroll. You do <laughs> Danny, second black coach in NFL history, getting up there to be honored and Sid's bad-mouthing Roger Hedrick for not hiring Pete Carroll. But Sid managed to... Uh, Suits things up uh, with Denny uh, through the years, and uh, but that was uh, that was a wonderful. One of, that's probably one of our most memorable press conferences. Probably Sid's second most famous one compared to him and him and Jack uh, McCloskey threatening to punch each other at the Isaiah Ryer, Isaiah Ryer press conference. That was better. But anyway, yeah, Pete was uh, everybody. Everybody who dealt with Pete loved him, and you know when you look at vacating a championship because Reggie Bush was family was getting a car or something. It's kind of silly now, doesn't it? It's ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a, so Caleb Williams, they're, you know, their star quarterback. Now I saw a photo on social media a couple weeks ago and uh, maybe I can find it here, but he lives in some penthouse in Los Angeles with (laughs) NIL money or whoever's fronting. He's, (laughs) It's like the top of some massive condo building, yeah. and it looks like this sprawling, like four thousand awesome. square foot penthouse. That, that's why Saban quit. I guarantee yeah. it. He, yeah. he saw he saw this. He's like, if I can't control a damn thing, I, yes. I lose a lot of my juice. Well, I think that Georgia has probably got more nil money than he does. You know, Kirby Smart uh, learned learned a lot of stuff from him and took it to Georgia and amped it up. And uh, yeah. now he's, he's getting better players than uh, Nick's getting. Although uh, once again, they're uh, one and two in recruiting. So, you know, they're Georgia and Alabama. Last I looked, we're one and two in recruiting now with Nick walking. <laughs> uh, what somebody, I, I just, one thing I saw on, uh, on Twitter, and I have no idea what the source is, but Caleb D. Moore might be uh, on their list. I guess. Yeah, so Cow- Cowherd is reporting that, Colin Cowherd, which sounds weird, mm-hmm. yeah. but he's super plugged into, like, Pac-12 college football. He's, I mm-hmm. think he's a booster for USC, but he also grew up in Washington, and so mm-hmm. he, he said uh, three sources told him that uh, 
that that's the guy at this point, the Washington. Long ways from Madison, South Dakota, or wherever yeah, the hell he was. Our guy from? Ross Brendel covered him in uh, back back. In, is it Winter, South Dakota? I think. Yeah, what's well, right? up, little <laughs> Winter High School? Yeah, well, he was at Sioux Fuku, Sioux Falls for. Uh, <laughs> So it was his first coaching job. We, we, when it was a college uh, down in southwest Minnesota, we used to call it Sufuku. But uh, it was, uh, you know, that's where he started. And I think when they, when he was there, they were at NAIA school, and it, not that long ago, like fifteen years, maybe something yeah. like that. So, uh, hey, I'm going to pop something up on the screen here for you guys to see. You have to see the Caleb. I found the Caleb Williams photo here. So you're wondering, uh, you know, Reggie Bush got. The Heisman stripped away from him, right? And the, the title was vacated. Yep. The title was vacated. Dex, if you could go oh, full I, screen here. I've seen this one, yeah. Look where he lives. Yeah, look I saw at this. this. This is awesome. <laughs> who by the way, look at the be... look at the South Dakota ad that popped up here on the uh, <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Wow. Dude, it's nuts. It's <laughs> who would be uh who would be uh wow. who would be stupid enough to let somebody take that picture though? I mean, he I guess he doesn't have to be sheepish no. about it. What the hell? Well, yeah, here it is. Like, Re- Reggie Bush getting his Heisman taken away for getting a car and a thousand dollars, but Caleb you know Williams is, is living in a penthouse in Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> that is just a USC dorm. That's all that is. Yeah, I don't know why yeah, you guys right. are making a big deal. I think most most co eds, most students live in those dorms. Yeah. Uh, what what people don't realize, they look at Southern Cal and L.A. and the glamour of L.A. Uh, you you walk a block away from there, and uh, oh man, you, you, I was I covered the Olympics there, and then you you had to be you're on your own trying to park a car in the Coliseum, and this is '84, and we'd drive over in the neighborhood, and we'd give a guy fifty bucks to park in his driveway. And then we give him another 50 to have the car still be there when we got back. So uh, it was, uh, it was, and this is, you know, 40 years ago. And I would think it got sketchier. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, it's not great. So, uh, but they, uh, you know, uh, they uh, absolutely Pete, uh, Pete turned them around again. I mean, they've had the great history, but Pete uh, made them made, made them gigantic. That's for sure. Hey, Pat. Okay, on the uh, Timberwolves front, on one hand, they uh, they played the second leg of a back to back, traveling yeah. the same day to Boston. No Mike Conley, no Rudy Gobert, and still went to overtime with the best team in the NBA. So that's on one hand. On yeah. the other hand, they had a nine point lead with three minutes to go, and they pissed it away. In the yes. fourth quarter, and then overtime, they got they had a lead in overtime too, and they gave up like a nine run to end overtime. So very, uh, very uh, nineteen, very two thousand twenty two twenty three like uh, the last on this road trip, the two games they let get away. Now they they uh, landed in Boston six hours before the tip off. You know that's that's not exactly premium, and uh, they had to start Kyle Anderson instead of Rudy Gobert. Yeah. So and they didn't have Connolly. I didn't, you know, they just just rested him. They just said, yeah, okay, we're gonna put this guy, this thirty-six-year-old guy who we have to play thirty-two minutes a night on a plane and get him in there six hours and play him again. So, so doesn't that tell you though when they sat Connolly, they were expecting to get beat by twenty? Yes. Oh, they were pun- yeah. they punted that game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but then they're ahead nine, and they say, "Gee, we might as well let, 
but we might as well win it. Now I didn't watch it. I didn't. I couldn't even listen to it because I was in the car driving home. But I read the stuff on it, and then I just looked at the play-by-play, and our guy Ant and Hein pretty much said this in his story. Decided he had to win the game when they were already ahead nine with three and a half minutes to go. Yeah, took four dumb shots and threw the ball away three or four times in uh, in the last three and a half minutes in overtime. He might drive Carl Anthony Towns out of here. He might. There might come a point when Carl Anthony Towns says, "I'm having a great night," and all of a sudden. This moron is shooting 28 footers for no reason and throwing the ball away. And I might as well go somewhere where I'm the guy. So I, I don't know, but, but Ant, he drives me nuts. I know I've been, I'm, I am not, obviously he's a, he's a great talent and can do wonderful things, but you know what we used to say in Folda? He, if brains were dynamite, he wouldn't have enough to blow his nose. That's what I used to stand for. I'm not putting him in that category, but damn close at times. Oh, man. Damn close, I think. There is, I mean, Chris Chris Finch talked about it after the game in his press conference, and I mean, he continued. I mean, he was he was very annoyed, and yes. and but he's also trying to leave room for okay, you know, he is 22. This is all part of the growth experience, but. But he has to understand in those moments, it's not about because they they're double teaming him and they're they're trying yeah. to make life hard on him. And oftentimes he does he's making the right play, quote unquote, better this year than he has at any point. But he still goes into these hero modes where yeah. you're doing exactly what they want you to do, which is yes. try to fight through double teams instead of passing the ball or, out to somebody. Or else. throw up a twenty seven footer without yeah. looking at anybody else. He's uh He's now he's shot the three pretty good this year, but still, when he gets that look in his eye, as I said, you know he's going to throw up a bomb, and uh, and the odds are it's not going to go in. He uh, he does, you know. But there's nothing more difficult for Finch right now as a coach, I would say, than trying to control this guy and make him a team player, because he's ever since that Laker game when he said. He got the 42 or whatever it was and said, I have to win this game all by myself. Yeah. I'm going to shoot every time, every time I get the ball. He said that after the game and it worked that night, but it doesn't work uh, all the time. And last it, it, it's, it's bad here because, Hey, this is one of the great victories in franchise history. If they regular season, if they win it, right. Totally. Get off the plane six hours before the game, playing the best team in the league and you're nine ahead with, Nikhil Walker playing uh, 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes, 40, 40 minutes. Way, Ant, Ant played 46, including overtime yeah. too. They had a lot, lot of guys, but yeah, I think the, the other thing too, I was, I was telling Judd this on a recent flagrant howls is there comes a point w- with some of these superstar, you know, mostly like shooting guard type players, Michael Jordan in the early part of his career. I'm not comparing the two, by the way, uh, Kobe Bryant after Shaq left where they look around and they're like, I can score 35 or 40 points any night. I, I'm, be- I'm the best player on the court, and they're, and they're kind of trying to test drive their vehicle. And, yeah. like, Michael was scoring 35, 37 a game, second, third year in the league, and then Phil Jackson came along and explained, okay, that's great. You're, you're flexing your muscles, but that's not what's helping the team. Mm-hmm. And Co- Co- So Shaq leaves the Lakers. Kobe goes on and says, I'm going to go win scoring titles because I can. 
but they were a bad team. And someone's going to have to get to him at some point and say, I get that you're flexing your muscles. You, you know, he's become a 30 points per game guy over the last month yeah. or so. But at some point, someone's going to have to explain, and it's got to be Finch. Okay, just because you can pull up from 28 feet with two guys on you doesn't mean that's the best thing in this moment. Yeah, and uh, I did see his quote about he apparently felt the referees uh, didn't give him his calls yesterday. Did you see that quote that uh, I'm not going to? Yeah. He didn't talk to reporters because he didn't want to get fined for what he might say about the referees. So that's a smart thing if, if, if indeed that was the motive or, you know. Maybe he didn't want to talk about his turnovers either. I I don't know, but uh, uh, you know they come here's here's the trouble. They what what they end up now? This is the end of that sixteen game stretch, yeah. and they ended up eight and eight or nine and seven. Nine and seven. Yep. Nine and yep. seven. That I guess that's okay. But uh, and still in still in first place in the West after after. You know, I was I I saw play a game in Dallas, and I was sitting at home the day of the Orlando game. I'd say. I should drive out to St. Croix Casino <laughs> and put 500 bucks on Orlando. <laughs> oh. Then I look at the then I didn't watch, but I don't look at the game. I'd look at the game with two minutes to go in the first half, and they're up by 30. <laughs> I yeah. said, ah, they, they've been a little hard to read, but uh, and even by the I, way, even in that game, this is this is part of the like Timberwolves PTSD. So they're up at one point. They're up by 34 points because they mm-hmm. got out to a, a, a start in the third quarter, too. So they're up by like 35 points, three minutes into the third quarter. And and Finch pulls some of the key players to get them some early rest because he kind of sensed, yep, yeah, this might be a rest game. And then the backup unit led by Nikhil Alexander Walker starts throwing the ball all over the place. 12 0 run by the Magic <laughs> starters. So the starters were still on the court with like two and a half minutes to yeah, go in I that game. That. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing with this team. Some of it's Finch. Finch needs to just, hey, man, you got a 22-point lead halfway through the fourth. You're, you're probably fine. But yeah, it just we can't get Josh Minot or Luca Garza on the court, even when you're up by 30 at halftime. No, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it, 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 I wouldn't call it a bad loss as much as a really missed opportunity to have a game that people say, God almighty, how do they beat the Celtics? Yep. And I, I didn't see the offensive rebound. Was that like a long? The, how did how did the how did yeah. they get the offensive rebound? Did it bounce back to the second guy in line, or did we did somebody not block somebody out or not? Because that I'd have to watch game. it again to, to diagnose it. But it was yeah, it was a soul crushing offensive rebound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then they hit the three. Ooh, Horford, of course. Just how about Horford? By the way. Still playing 38 minutes, 40? knocking down four, threes. 40? He's about 40. He's 40, isn't he? Let's look him Dang, up. He's, he's, he's 30 set. He'll turn 38 okay. in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. Now, what I did was able to monitor in my car driving back last night was the wild game. Oh. And the post-game show, I was listening to the post-game after they give up seven and uh, – Sarah and Russo were kind of trying to make Waltstead feel better, and he was having none of it. He was like, I saw the quotes. Good for the kid. Good I for saw him. him. Russo said something about, well, you didn't seem to pout about it, or you didn't, it didn't seem to get you really rattled. And he said, that was on the outside. <laughs> you know, oh. he basically said, he basically said he was dying on the inside. He didn't say that, but that was, he, he got said, that was, that was zero help. He got yeah. zero help from that team. But so. sounded like, uh, you know, that, I mean, they have some guys who can 
hit this, right? They have some guys who, if you oh, give yeah. them an opportunity, they got uh, about three, four guys who can score goals if you give them a little bit of a opening. So, yeah, no, that was and, a that was a second consecutive absolute debacle because they but, played terrible uh, on Monday too against, against that team this year. They got they gave up eight, six, and nineteen seven. goals. Nineteen goals. Nineteen. Eight. They've given up nineteen that, goals. Oh, that in three was only four zero the other night, right? But it was right. a four zero whipping. But eight uh, four seven. Eight four seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they uh, they ended up bad. But yeah, it was uh, it was uh, they were the you know when you got a kid playing his first game, you probably can't come up and say, "Boy, did you stink!" But uh, you know, you trying to trying to make him feel better didn't uh, well i think once he starts to to show that that he's not going to accept your condolences you do pile on then that that's my thing is like (laughs) so so you don't think that you played well what do you think was the problem and so you know like like i mean roll roll with the negativity if you can that's true and we also had the hot take press conference between (laughs) i knew when they had the general manager show up also, crazy that nobody was going to say anything. If you get yeah. O'Connell, you have a chance to get some real comments. But if you sit crazy, all my decisions are intentional next to him. You got no chance to hear anything. But I did like to read that O'Connell says he's been thinking about improving the running game. So that would be a good, yeah. it's a good first step. If you're thinking yeah. about it. You know what, though? Chip and Seifert, I give them credit. Yeah, they they went they went hard on that 2022 yeah, draft class. Oh, really? Oh, it was great. Quasi was uncomfortable. He, yeah. he, and Quasi, I see, me. said it's too early to make a verdict. On who? On which one? <laughs> Andrew Booth, who's a – the only thing he did all year was get in a fight, right? And, uh, you know, after they got beat. And, uh, you know, the other guy is, how about, is Lewis uh, seen, uh, is he now ranked with uh, Leo Hayden from the early 60s as the worst first-round draft choice in Viking history? Oh, that's a that's a, that's a fun a list. list. A l- illustrious yeah. list right there, yeah. Pat. Yes. Well, I don't know. You, guys are being, you guys are being awfully negative. Here's the quote from Quasi. These guys have shown us nothing but reason to believe they are going to keep on their upward path <laughs> wherever that ends up. Right. What? Chicago, Indianapolis. Yeah. The, U- yeah. the UFL. The UFL. <laughs> the, UFL the, new, yes. the new merged spring league. Touche. How can you say that? Why do you say Why do you bother to say that crap? Why do you bother? You know, you know I would like question. to see everybody close up their... When he said that, all of them should have got up and left. You know, said, okay, that's their it. Upward traje- their upward trajectory. Here's, here's another one here. So, Quasi was asked about the upward competitive trajectory. The yeah. competitive rebuild. Where's the competitive rebuild at that you talked about a couple of years yeah. ago? He said, I think when you look at that, the point of the competitive rebuild was to still provide ourselves a chance in the tournament every year while regaining financial flexibility and also finding the next generation of great Vikings players at the same time. And by the way, they did not regain financial uh, flexibility unless they don't bring back Hunter, right? And uh, If they bring know. back Hunter and Kirk, that that will be the end of their financial flexibility <laughs> for the next couple of years. Yeah. Now, I don't blame them for saying, yeah, we want Kirk, because they can't say, no, we don't want Kirk. They're not going to announce that yet, because they might end up having to 
you know, they might end up going that direction. I don't know what they're going to do, but if they want financial flexibility, they won't bring him back. Boy, yeah, the, the Kirk uh, stuff was great too. He's basically saying, you know, uh, based on his age and injury, our goal is to not take on risk, and his goal is to get is to get you know yeah. on the other side. And so we'll see. Security. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get a little not security, but a little uh, you know. He, some, he wants some guarantees, some assurances. Yeah, the next two years there. guaranteed at least, right? Two additional years guaranteed. Yeah, when he says so, he cares about sort of security and term of contract, structure of contract. That to me means at least two. He wants at least two years knowing yes. that this is wrong. Two going, years right? at 80, you know, 75, maybe if he's got to a break. You know, oh, it's no. not going to be, I don't know. It's, but it is, boy, I got him. Uh, I, I, I got a full dose of the uh, Kirk lovers uh, and this idea that he's a top five quarterback. Now, now they've got him into the top five quarterback range what is wrong with he was going to be the mvp pat if, if he hadn't got hurt we now know he, he would have been the nfl mvp that's what they say now yeah wow that's uh even though him they getting hurt's the best four, thing huh? ever for them huh him being hurt is the best thing that could have ever happened for the kirk stance because now mm-hmm. it's uh he he was playing great you can paint this hypothetical he would have now been the mvp that... they'd be in the playoffs for sure like the unknown Far superior to the known. Yeah, that's true. He's he could still uh, he could still turn uh, first and uh, goal at the seven into more field goals than about anybody in the league. So uh, he was oh, still boy. very good at that for the last. Two I'm going to duck. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Listen, we won't we won't tolerate any more Kirk slander here. So plus, we got to go. But we'll talk to you again tomorrow, Pat. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, see, we, we didn't have enough atom bombs to throw. We'll throw a few more tomorrow. So okay. sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. There he is. Uh, Royce Unchained presented by Josh Arnold Investments. And also today, Zero Res, where if you guys are looking to uh, deep clean your home for the first time, maybe ever, be honest, people, have you ever deep clean your home or you just kind of run a vacuum and Cross your fingers. Zero Res is going to come in here with their 4.9 out of 5-star rating on Google, 17,000 reviews, and they will deep clean your carpets, your air ducts. If you call Zero Res or go to their website, ask for the Scorner Special and get three rooms Zero Resified starting at just $119 and $75 off when you get your air ducts cleaned. That's 952-Zero-Res or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same, Zero Res.